Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu is a ministry, it's events, and it's a podcast, all focused on building community and fellowship around Jesus and great Jiu-Jitsu. We were birthed from a Walking in Truth event called Pursuit. Four of us left one of these men's pursuits and the Lord all gave us the same download to create Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu. We've started by doing local events in North Texas. We're slowly but surely expanding those events to other markets across the country where we bring in professors and instructors. We learn awesome jujitsu techniques. We hear a testimony about the gospel. We give away free Bibles. We offer prayer and then we train hard. On top of this, we have a podcast that has really taken off that we have a lot of fun with. Look us up on all platforms. We love walking in truth and we appreciate the affiliation with them and the covering that they give us. Thank you to all the leaders at Walking in Truth. Everyone at Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu is truly appreciative. Romans 3. Then what advantage has the Jew? Or what is the benefit of circumcision? Great in every aspect. First of all, that they were entrusted with the oracles of God. What then? If some did not believe, their unbelief will not nullify the faithfulness of God. Will it? May it never be. Rather, let God be found true, though every man be found a liar, as it is written, that you may be justified in your words and prevail when you are judged. But if our unrighteousness demonstrates the righteousness of God, what shall we say? The God who inflicts wrath is not unrighteous, is he? I'm speaking in human terms. May it never be. For otherwise, how will God judge the world? But if through my lie the truth of God abounded to his glory, why am I also still being judged as a sinner? And why not say, as we are slanderously reported and has, as some claim that we say, let us do evil that good may come. Their condemnation is just. What then? Are we better than they? Not at all. For we have already charged that both Jews and Greeks are all under sin, as it is written. There is none righteous, not even one. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become useless. There is none who does good. There is not even one. Their throat is an open grave. With their tongues they keep deceiving. The poison of asps is under their lips. 
whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their paths, and the path of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now, we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be closed and all the world may become accountable to God. Because by the works of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight. For through the law comes the knowledge of sin. Justification by faith. But now, apart from the law of righteousness of God has been manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God, through faith in Jesus Christ for all those who believe, and there is no distinction. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified as a gift by His grace through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus, whom God displayed publicly as a propitiation in His blood through faith. This was to demonstrate His righteousness because in the forbearance of God He passed over the sins previously committed. For the demonstration, I say, of his righteousness at the present time, so that he would be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Where then is boasting? It is excluded. By what kind of law? Of works? No, but by a law of faith. For we maintain that a man is justified by faith apart from works of the law. Or is God the God of Jews only? Is he not the God of Gentiles also? Yes, of Gentiles also. Since indeed God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through the faith is one. Do we then nullify the law through faith? May it never be. On the contrary, we establish the law. As we read the letters of Paul, we have to remember a few things. One, Peter knew him extremely well, and Peter... Uh, adored Paul and he he looked up to Paul and he considered Paul to be a genius just way intellectual above Peter's level (coughs) he says in his um, uh, letters Peter says that we should not fall into the trap that others have fallen into who justify their own actions in living in sin by being confused at the writings of Paul. He says Paul is a, he he gives him great accolades and he says that he's an amazing man, a scholarly man. And so he's, he's lifting him up and he says, but don't be confused by what he says. Like those other people who are justifying their actions by saying that the law is no more. And today, when you go into a lot of churches, I've heard many preachers and I've heard uh, many amazing men of God who have flat out preached or told people in their just conversation. I've had people tell me that um, the doctrine of Paul is the ultimate doctrine. And that's what we all need to be looking to. The doctrine of Paul. I want you to think about that statement for a moment. The doctrine of Paul. I actually had somebody, and I know I've mentioned this before. If you've listened for a long time, you've heard this. But I've had somebody that I honor, um, I respect, 
greatly. And um, he was, we were having a discussion and I was quoting Jesus. And he was quoting Paul to argue with me. So he was using the writings of Paul to negate and rebuttal the words of Jesus. And he did an entire series at his church on the doctrine of Paul. So now, considering that, remember this. Paul didn't die on a cross for us. Paul is not our savior. We should all be looking to the doctrine of Jesus, period. Jesus is the word. The word is Jesus. He is the truth. He is the way, not Paul. So whenever we're looking at Paul and it it seems to contradict what Jesus has said, then you have to know that Paul, the understanding that you have in the writing of Paul must be wrong. Not that Paul is wrong. It's our understanding of what Paul is writing. Because Peter said, don't be confused. He, he, sometimes his words are confusing. Don't be confused. So looking at this letter right here and looking at this chapter in three, the most quoted is that all have fallen short. All have fallen short of the mark. We all fall short, period. That's very true. But what about all the rest of this? Because he's saying, what, what's the value in, in circumcision? He's, he's flat out asking the question, what's the value there? It's huge. There's a lot of value in it. And then he goes and discusses that. And then later, he's quoting back to the word, the scriptures. He's quoting those and bringing them back. As it is written, that you may be justified in your words and prevail when you are judged. We're supposed to stand to it. We're supposed to have a standard that we live by. And he says that God's righteousness and his mercy is proven in our unrighteousness. So we're unrighteous people and we still have the opportunity to go to, uh, to heaven. So that's a good thing, but it's not that because we are unrighteous, it's that even in our unrighteousness, because of our faith, because we repent, those are the reasons why we're able to go to heaven, even being unrighteous and all falling short. He's giving us a path and uh, it's our choice to take it. Now, throughout, it's if you really broke this down, it is simple. It is simple. Um, he's talking about the law and how important we are not saved because of the law. We are not saved in because we keep the law. We are saved because of what Jesus did for us and we accept that and our faith in him. But because we love Jesus, therefore we keep the law. So keeping the law does not get you to heaven. Loving Jesus, following Jesus, that's your, that's your way to heaven. But because we love Jesus, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. 
And then at the very end, do we nullify the law through faith? So because of our faith, do we get rid of the law? May it never be. There's nothing confusing about what he's writing. On the contrary, because of our faith, we establish the law. We make it be. We we follow it. We model it to others. Because of our faith, we keep the law. Father, thank you for the law. Thank you that your law, as your word says in your scriptures, it says the law is, your law is freedom. Your law is liberty. Your law is perfect. Your law brings us light and guidance and a good life. Father, I pray that we can not be confused by the teachings that are out there and telling us to nullify or get rid of your law or that We shouldn't read the Old Testament too much. We should really just focus in on these letters from Paul, although they are confusing. Father, thank you that you've given us the scriptures, you've given us the tools, and I pray that we have the courage, we have the the discipline to be able to look to your word and not try to listen to man's. Because the doctrine of man is telling us that what I just read is not true. And I read it in your word. So, Father, let us, because of our faith, be establishers of your law. That other people can come to see our faith and desire to have the same faith in following Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that uh, that blesses you, either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to to spend with your family, uh, some time around God's Word, and uh, of course, that is great. I love that, and I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org. And um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts, or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.